Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes and I'll find that my Welcome to episode 100 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat. The running podcast for the average runner. We've got five of us in session. Shit, I had to count that. No, one, two, three, four. Four of us. We've four got of four us. of us in session. Uh, Steve Sparling. Yeah, mate. Uh, Nathan Barden. I'm here. And uh, myself, Woolly. But we're joined with special guest, David Stoff, aka Dave the Runner on social media. Thanks for coming, Dave. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a bit of a long time coming, this one. We've been trying to lock it in, but everyone's so busy. You it's... were saving the hundreds. Yeah, you yeah. Me, you? That's it, man. It's a That's Davithon cool. two days in a row. We Davithon. A... We got to 100. How good's that? Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. So good. Got a few good things coming up this year it, happening in the background. We'll um, tell the listeners a bit more about that later, but it's been a... Um, been a pretty big weekend of running for like locally for us but there was some uh killer times internationally should we go through that now yeah definitely ella Connolly, who has run with you at the nudgy track i think nath is that right well she wasn't running with us but she was training next to us and uh we were trying to not get run over by her and she was hurtling down the track well she just broke the australian record for 60 meters I think that's like yep. an indoor uh, event. Run 7.26 seconds. Is that where, um, who's the English lad? Uh, he just got the world record indoor at his age group. Uh, used to be a really good 100 meter boy, but then got, I think he got busted for something. Jeez, um, I think I took a screenshot of it. I'll have to have a look. I did actually try to look up where she did it, but it's pretty hard to get the information off the off the Australian athletics website, but, yeah. uh, more kind of up our alley is, uh, Aussie Pat Tiernan has run an Olympic qualifier at the Houston marathon run two Oh seven forty five. So he's only uh, a few seconds behind Brett Robinson. Brett Robinson had run two Oh seven thirty one. So I reckon, what do you reckon? That's the two. It's the two. Qualifiers. Um, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's our Aussie marathon team right there for the men's. Does he hold our 10,000 meter record as well? Just recently, like in 2022, there's something about Jack it? in their diamond league over in America. Yeah. So he must've been the previous one prior to, to Jack then. Yeah. Pat's the guy that in, I think it was the world champs in the 10 K was like right up with the leaders. And then in the final lap, just like his body just shut down. If you remember yeah. that. I remember, oh, in, yeah, I remember yeah. he was in a wheelchair or something at the end, I think. Yeah, he yeah. just gave it everything. It's and then, like he, yeah. I think he face-planted the track, didn't he? Yeah, his sure. body just literally that just... The com ga- that was Com Games, wasn't it? That's right, Commonwealth Games, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do remember, recall seeing him in a wheelchair at some stage fin- at the finish line. And you got you got to be one tough prick <laughs> to do that, haven't you? To push yeah. yourself oh, that yeah. far. And... Like, oh, not really controversial, but uh, Agnes Jebet, I think she's Kenyan, broke the women's 
10k world record to run 2846 which yeah. is an average of 252 per k it's a huge leap in the time too like 29 seconds or something oh i'm not so, sure what the former record was yeah but so like, it's like 29k pb for the world record it's a huge jump it's not just one or two seconds it's um a 29 second pb you mean yeah so the record's now 29 seconds quicker than the previous world record for the women's man it's a lot it? like it a controversial opinion of mine is like I just don't think we're up to date with the testing. Like whatever we're testing them, they're already so far advanced. Maybe. Like that's probably like real slanderous to say, but like six months ago, her PB was 31, 34. In your opinion, you have to say before anything, you can't get done for a defamation. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm yeah. In my opinion, there yeah. may be some performance enhancement illegally being taken or it could be stuff they don't even know about to test so like you could say well it's not actually illegal because you don't even know but like you know that there's who who knows but i mean yeah it's um it's there's only so much a super shoe can do and it's like training hasn't advanced you know everyone's they've all come from living in altitude and everything else Mm. so um yeah like what what it's it's crazy that these times drop so much. Maybe if it'd been a second or two, you'd go, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with Nathan. When it's like 30, 29 seconds, you're like... Yeah. yeah you are all sort like, of in a in world of athletics and such. Like we're trying to sort of... Records aren't being broken by minutes anymore. They're all down to minimal amounts. So when you get something 28 or 29 seconds off the previous world record, that's a huge gap that might never not... It might never happen again, you know what I mean? Yeah, And for all those people that were trying to get that one or two seconds training very hard just to take that one or two seconds off to become the new world record holder and then someone blitzes it by 29 seconds. So it's a massive gap on the rest of the people that were trying to run that event. Yeah. That's almost down to the men's time. (laughs) If you check, if you check any of the social media posts, like everyone in the comments is saying the same thing. Like you've got some people saying, Oh, it's the shoes, but like she wasn't even wearing those new you know, uh, yeah. Did you see the shoes she was wearing? The Sakumi Sen nines. Oh, so they're not even. Eights. I think they were the eights. Oh, man, like, so they weren't even like the newest Sakumi um, scents. Yeah, because you assume that she's wearing those throwaway ones. Yeah, the Evo. But yeah, she wasn't even wearing them. Like, oh no, man. Like how? Like yeah. six Rapid. months ago, can only run like two minutes slower. Like, oh, man, come on. In my opinion. <laughs> allegedly yeah allegedly yeah it's, but, it's uh, a tough one isn't it it's it's very tough to to uh and you know like lance armstrong got away with it and he uh, we only found out because he dobbed himself in you know like so um you know they're, they're so good at knowing how to take these drugs uh and everything else like they do have a certain level especially epo if you're hematocrit level, even if you're homo- even if you took EPO but they couldn't test you take an EPO, but if your hematocrit level is above a certain amount, they say even though we haven't found EPO, you must be um, you must be taking something to increase that. So we ban you. Now there is a you know on a bell curve when you look at uh, the general population, at the either end of the bell curve, there's a 
there's always an outlier. And there was one guy naturally produced, his, his uh, hematocrit level was like 57. It was just unheard of. But they proved that he was not taking anything. He was just, just one of these genetic freaks, you know. Some people naturally will have a high hematocrit level, but if you're born and live at altitude and it's going to be higher anyway, you take EPO, it's going to be higher. Lance was just great at injecting it and never got busted for it. But his hematocrit level was just in high enough to not say you're taking something. So they're just, you're only as good, they always say you're only as good as your chemist. So, you know, it's, um, who who knows, you know, but with some special goat weed they're chewing on or what. But, um, yeah, is it's hypnosis or whatever else that they, they do. You just don't know, do you? I mean, but it is, it is, when you look at Kipchoge, they had to use a special track and they had the timing, they had a, a wind tunnel and they had people and pacemakers to get him in under two minutes, two hours. And that's probably going to happen now in a race with Kipton. Yeah. So you go, well, how can he not need all those other things and still get there? Yeah. And I think shoe technology is probably at its most. It's at its highest. I don't think we're going to get any better in regards to that shoe technology for the moment. So it's like, yeah, it's, um, it is, it's questionable of how, you know, I don't know how they sleep at night, but they, they must think, fuck it, it's worth it. Yeah. Obviously no concern for the long-term health. Like, you know, who knows what that's going to do to you in 10 years time. Oh yeah. I mean, you, um, you don't know, like, um, could, you know, your red blood cell production, uh, could be really hampered later on in life uh, yeah i know a lot of people that there are some cyclists that, are, that have died early and are really sick now and they're older uh, greg lamond is really sick they say it's not related but to any possible drug taking he was never tested positive but he really looks like sick and, um, yeah there's other other cycling was the big one you know that sort of everyone was hush hush but they you know Lance Otto and uh, Lewis Hamilton everyone everyone's taking it you couldn't compete and now they're still right they're running they're riding the Tour de France average speed faster than they were 10 15 20 years ago when they were taking drugs and they reckon they're all clean it's like how <laughs> you know it doesn't make sense I reckon we just leave it at that it's um it's out of our control I think with the governing body deeming it as a a world record so it's yeah just something tough that i guess a lot of people that were trying to sort of get to that that point are now that much further behind again i, I just get it just makes me get more excited over like say pat tin is 207 like i yeah. just find that to be way more impressive like you know when you know pat tin and run 207.45 brett robinson's run 207.31 De Costello run 205 something way back in the day in a pair of like clear yeah. soles. Like how nuts is that? Like that just really like what a world-class athlete he was. 205 back in the day with just clogs on basically. Was he all Australian? Yeah. Like he didn't have anything else in him? Uh, he's Aboriginal descent, yeah, I think, yeah. but just one hell of a runner. Like. Okay. 205 in a pair of just, I don't know. I think it maybe he was a Nike athlete, but 
you know, imagine what those guys could do if you put them in a pair of like vapors or alpha flies or the Adios pros. Look at Pat Carroll. Pat Carroll's still got the fastest time on Australian soil by an Australian for a half marathon. So maybe it's the, I mean, we do well. I mean, maybe the Australian climate is good, especially when we're hot. We are running up here in the heat and the humidity. Might be a good, good effect. Hope so. Yeah, it's got to help something. Also, I'll just give a quick shout out. This Saturday is a Bush Turkey Classic. It's the 1K Smash at uh, the Deegan Racecourse, they call it. Uh, It's an all-out 1K effort. Um, I'll put the link for the entry link in the description, so check that out. The last event I did with them was unreal, so I'm sure this will be really good. Any of you is going to do that? No, nah, I don't think so. Nah. Nah, mate. Nah, I wish. I'm, I'm busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I I met Dave. I was looking up um, Sunshine Coast Marathon uh, vlogs on YouTube, and uh, yours popped up. And I was like, oh, shit, you were running, like, very similar time to me. And I thought I was watching because I thought maybe you might have I might have been in your group. But I reckon I'm. I reckon I must have been just in front of you, like by maybe like twenty meters or something. Mm. But that's how I come across you, and then I looked you up on uh, social media, and I really like all the uh, the running content creation and uh, all that sort of stuff. So, welcome to the podcast, Dave. Why don't we go through your real running journey? Like, how did you get started running? Like, because you work in a gym, don't you? Yeah, I work, um, I've pretty much been a PT for the last eight years in like a group training sort of setting, running um, group classes, but I haven't always been a runner. I sort of came into the sport maybe three years ago and then probably started running seriously about 18 months ago, I'd say. Shit. So pretty like fresh, really. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I ran the Brisbane half marathon in 2021. And that pretty much gave me the, the running bug. And then it was, yeah, got me to where I am today, pretty much running every day since. Um, how old are you, Dave? I'm 27. I oh, see these youngsters. So yeah. they just recover. Next day they recovered. Bloody bang, get out there. That's no, good on you. Because, I mean, mate, you have been running long, but you're fast, eh? Oh. All right, thank you. What time did you do that Brisbane half in? Um, I ran it with my mate and the goal was um, sub 90 minutes because we the plan was to run together. Um, I was actually feeling really good and I could have got a better time than I did by maybe like a minute or two, but I decided to stick with my mate and bring him home and we went just under um, 90 minutes. Good run on that. Tough. That's a pretty tough half marathon course. I like it. I like that it go, It has a bit of up and a bit of down. Yeah. Breaks it up a bit, eh? Yeah. Off air, before we started, I said to Steve, looking at your times, you we didn't know how old you were. We had a guess at 28. Um, yeah. And said that you're very similar with all your distances um, this year, like in 2023. By the end of 2023, you've basically nailed nearly similar times to every distance, 5, 10, 21, marathon, probably anything in between and shorter as well to Steve Oi here. Yeah. It's almost the same identical times. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you you finished like you would have finished about 
20 seconds ahead of me at um at the sunny coast yeah i reckon i must have been just in front of you most of the way like because you were running with was tommy yeah around the same time you you were in front of him though weren't you he was um he was in front of me pretty much from 5k he left me and then i just sort of held on stuck to my paces and then i ended up catching him with about 4k to go and passed him oh yeah that's like the worst part yeah <laughs> yeah so being a pt yourself do you actually have a like you say say two and a half years and almost three years ago you got into running did you actually acquire a coach as such or are you self-taught um no just all self-taught yeah just youtube and yeah pretty much youtube yeah so you do you um so digging back in did you just sort of start out um on top of your gym sessions and stuff getting into the cardio side of it or did you sort of just all out just go for it um well i used to play like footy when i was younger so i was always running around and, and whatnot but i my girlfriend bought me my first pair of running shoes my birthday and then i was going out sort of doing 3k at a time sort of like run walk run walk and sort of built myself up from there yeah so it's pretty quite a quick um concession of like speed and everything just come all at once then yeah a few few training blocks like i put a good um probably a good 14 week training block in for brisbane half um and i just followed the training plan that like brisbane half give you yeah you can, like sign up to their email and you, they give you a training plan um and i followed that to a t and it was probably overtraining as well Shit, really yeah that I would have just picked like the intermediate, even though I was a beginner, but um, yeah. And then from there I finished like the Brizzy half and then I just had run as high as like, what's next. So then I signed up for Gold Coast um, Bull. Oh, wow. And Straight then, into it. yeah. Cause I thought like it wouldn't be much harder. Yeah. I was obviously, yeah, it was a rude shock. <laughs> what was that first marathon time? That, that first marathon was um, 308. <laughs> And that is like a good uh, run. That's Shit. a good, good run because you're, a, you're, a, you're not like your average tall, lanky runners, like a bit like us. We're not necessarily lanky, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you're a yeah, solid yeah. guy, aren't you? Like you're like a, you would call it a hybrid athlete. You're like, you got a bit of muscle on you. Well. Yeah. Well, I definitely, like I was in the gym for probably 10 years, like from just from like from maybe grade 10, just going to the yeah. gym every day, just like your typical gym bro um that kind of played footy and played touch footy and and whatnot and then i i did my acl in grade 10 um so i gave up footy and pretty much jumped into the gym yeah i was a classic classic gym bro like those blokes you see wearing those stringers and i was never like a flog i would say but i was i was definitely loving gym <laughs> sorry we we did a big group run on sunday and they were talking about stringers and i i had no idea i thought they were talking about gloves what weightlifting gloves? He's like, no, no, it's the singlets you wear. Yeah, it's like the ones that like just cover your nipples, and they like have a wide back or like a real thin. Yeah. So basically, you're just meeting a dress code so you can go to gym. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but before I did that um, half marathon sort of block before Brizzy, like I was running, I was still running for probably a year before that. Like that wasn't my introduction to running that that training block just to put a little precursor on that. Cause otherwise that sounds pretty insane. Um, progress. 
So that would that have been around like COVID times? It was after COVID. I think it was just after COVID. I did like this challenge called 75 hard. Do you guys know what that is? No. No. It's like a health and wellness and fitness sort of challenge where 75 days in duration. And then you have a, a list of things you need to tick off every day. Um, and if you don't tick them all off on one day, you, it kicks you back to day one. You got to do 75 days in a row. Um, it was like drink three liters of water, um, read 10 pages, uh, follow a diet, no alcohol, no junk food. Uh, what was the last one? Oh, and you had to train once outside and once inside a day every day yeah for 75 days yeah um and i was going for like the outdoor part i was going for walks and i was like why don't i just i should be running this it's a bit bit slack and then i started sort of running and then kind of built the passion a bit more from that you haven't oh you've only done one park run haven't you uh yeah i was gonna say and then did you find park run but you've only done one park run which you won and you run like 1650 down at sandgate yeah, that was that was like not longer though. That man, that's a like I reckon the five k is one of the hardest distances to get right. Sixteen fifty, so you're running three twenty. Three twenty two. I think it was three twenty four. Yeah. Man, that's that's motoring. Yeah, I know how hard that is because I've done it myself, and it is like, yeah, yeah, feel, it feels a bit like windy a out there. Oh, it can be windy down there. You get a good day, it's good. You get a bad day. It's yeah. bad hey yeah and then the bad days get even worse when the, the water's breaking over the <laughs> the shoreline onto you as you're running along and the wind's sort of blowing into you it's pretty bad that was an absolute flat chat effort though yeah. like that was literally everything i had I, I wanted to i hadn't tested myself over the 5k since well before like two marathon blocks it's probably like the whole year almost amazing unreal <laughs> so progression of like times really you've you're just getting quicker all the time and um so just for the listeners you've you've run 1650 for 5k your half is like 1840 and then your marathon is 250 in melbourne that's yeah, that right? yeah yeah 251 40. Oh, there you go so was that, was that your first time under three hours no, I did. Um, I did Gold Coast a year after my debut, yeah. and I ran two fifty six fifty nine. That was last year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then a couple of months after, I did Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Because I was following along on your YouTube channel there, so I was watching all your Melbourne marathon training, and um, like you were putting some putting together some pretty big weeks, and you didn't even have an actual entry sorted. Yeah. and i yeah. was thinking oh man that must have made you anxious yeah yeah i didn't um i didn't realize melbourne like sells out as fast as it did yeah. and they uh, don't allow transfers either what you have to do is you have to sell your mem your entry back at minus 40 dollars, and then they resell it on at like the really top price because yeah. I tried to get a Melbourne entry as well, and I was like, oh, and they were saying it was too difficult. I think one of the podcasts we spoke about it was like just apparently too difficult uh, for them, all health and safety and everything else. And uh, I was like, well, every, everyone else does it. Why can't you do it? But uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 so I don't know how you got managed to do that. Yeah, I can kind of understand because 
if they didn't, if anyone could do transfers, then there wouldn't be any point of a, a waiting list, like a wait list. Yeah, so I just, yeah. I jumped on the wait list as soon as I realized it was sold out and I actually got in, I got my ticket two weeks before the event on the very last lot of wait listers. Yeah. I got an email saying, you've got, you're in, you've got your ticket. Um, this is the last lot of entrants that are getting in on the wait list. And I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I was just training through, I did a 14 week training block. So yeah, I was 12 weeks in just, I was just manifesting that I, I was just pretending I already had a ticket pretty much. <laughs> and then it, it ended up working out for me. Thank, thank God. Yeah. So you're not five minutes off like in that 14 weeks. Is there 16 weeks between Goldie and Melbourne? So you had a couple weeks yeah. break or? Yeah, I had about, um, I think I had about a week and a half of just very chill, probably a week. Yeah. And then straight back into a 14 week block without knowing whether you're actually going to be in the event. Was there anything that you did like uh, religiously or was there something that you added to the training block from the Gold Coast that got you that extra five minutes quicker? Yeah, I um, was doing a lot more marathon effort um i'll throw a marathon effort into long runs yeah um i sort of for gold coast i had a bit of a weird build and i i kind of built up my k's but i wasn't doing enough i realized i didn't do enough work at marathon pace like goal marathon pace like especially during those um those long runs yeah cool so you did the volume for both of them but you just changed that um that marathon pace efforts in in that same volume is there more volume for that second for the, for the melbourne or did you just do similar um I, it would have been more volume because uh in the first half of the like my gold coast prep i was i was in japan for two weeks um so it was a bit of a shaky sort of start to prep um and then i got home and then two weeks later i had brisbane half so i sort of had two weeks to sort of get back into routine and some sort of shape and then i ran brizzy half and i think the goal for that was sub 82 and i, I can't remember what i ran there something around 81 or 80 um and then yeah four weeks to sort of sharpen up again before goldie yeah wow so i think the um actually having a proper 14 uninterrupted weeks of just continuous training no injuries like um and I'd already, the fitness was kind of already there from the Gold Coast prep. I just had to sort of sprinkle in some more marathon specific workouts and, and stuff like that. Like I was doing, um, like my big marathon workout that I did was the two by 10 K with one K float. Um, and then you do a five K warm up and five K cool down. So it's like 32 K I think for the, um, for the workout and yeah, do the 10 Ks at a marathon pace and it felt pretty comfortable um so that was a good confidence booster i feel like doing those those workouts it just convinces like helps convince you that you are capable of doing it so it's good yeah it's like a, i just reckon that's like the key ingredient hey is that marathon pace on fatigue legs yeah it just makes you so strong like yeah definitely if you don't do it geez you're gonna have a rough time trying to hit those fast times in the marathon, I reckon, especially around 30 K. Oh, and if you can do that, um, under fatigue of a, you know, you're 10 weeks into a pretty solid training block, big mileage, you got heavy legs. If you can do that, those big marathon workouts, like on tapered legs, tapered body, you're going to be laughing on race day. I, I couldn't believe how good I felt, um, until yeah, the classic, like 33 K in, but yeah, I'd, I'd had never experienced a marathon like, like that i'm usually blowing the big ones at like the half marathon 
point by this time it was yeah i felt smooth the majority of it to be honest yeah well so what's melbourne like what is the melbourne marathon course like is it flat or a few lumps and bumps in it um yeah there's a few lumps and bumps at the start um but i the way it felt for me it, it felt like it was net downhill i felt like i was running downhill more than i was it's kind of how it felt for me and then cool. near the end there's a decent hill just a long hill that goes up to the tan but other than that i really really enjoyed it but i think i just enjoy the when it's undulating like gold coast i don't think i could do an, an all-out gold coast again it just does my head in just how flat it is and staring at the ocean and yeah yeah you the get, sun's beaming you get, like, you get like weird aches from just not changing your gait and stuff don't you mm. Yeah. So how far, so when you say you run up to the tan, how far is that from the finish? Oh, I think, um, the top of the hill was 36 K. So where did you have your, um, like your blow up? Cause you, I, right I watched there. your vlog on YouTube and you were like, you were sort of hitting like four minute Ks or slightly under like clockwork. And then mm. all of a sudden something happened. What happened? Yeah, so I got to the top of that hill that I was just talking about at Tan, and then felt like a sniper rifle. Um, someone like sniped me in the in the hamstring, and my hamstring just locked up, and um, it like had to stop running. Like I st started walking because I couldn't run on it because it was cramping so bad, and I was reaching for my toe, trying to like stretch it out. I popped some of those um, those salt tabs, um, and then yeah, I was I was starting to get some dark thoughts. <laughs> As, as you do, you're like, oh, you know, everything's, the world's crashing down on you. You're like, I've just stuffed me marathon up and and whatnot. But um, yeah, then some guy was just like, you got to get going, mate. You got to walk it off. So I started walking, tried to get going again. I think I lost about maybe a minute and a half, maybe a minute, I reckon. Um, and then I managed to get going again because it was a bit of a downhill um, after the uphill. But I couldn't get going to four minute pace again. I just couldn't physically get there. Like I was pushing four tens, I think for a little bit and then four twenties. And yeah, so I, I lost the minute where I stopped and then I lost the, the seconds of my pace slipping as well um, to the end, but I managed to keep it together. I was literally running and I had to run with my right arm straight. Cause if I bent it too much, like arm, my bicep and my forearm were cramping so bad. I would have looked like, I would look pretty funny trying to run full cramps everywhere. Yeah. And then they kind of like, they kind of went away. They were not fully away, but enough to that I could kind of get rolling again, but yeah. Yeah. It was, what was the weather like down on this year at Melbourne? Was it cool? Yeah, it was beautiful. It was actually yeah. spitting, um, as the, the gum went off at start. Yeah. Like, oh shit, it's going to be a wet one. But then, yeah, it didn't, didn't rain. It just stayed overcast the majority of it. Like there was, I think it was around 30K I ran in the sun and I was yeah. like, oh shit. I just realized I haven't even been in the sun for like the whole, the whole marrow. And I, what, I didn't even really feel like I was sweating until about halfway. It was, it was yeah. great. It was, I think it was about, started at about nine degrees and finished at about 11 or 12. Yeah. So it was, yeah. That was one of the reasons why I liked Melbourne so much, I think, because it was just so. Yeah. So you mentioned you took salt tablets to, to get the body. Obviously, you're running out of salt from sweating it out. Even in cool conditions, you still sweat. 
Um, yep. Even if the conditions are cooling, you, you're drying, so you don't realize you're sweating, so you're still sweating out salts. And we sort of spoke about this before. But coming from a PT background, was that what, ha what happened at 36 or 37K in? Is that a nutritional problem or is it just the fatigue? Or was it not having run at that pace for that long? So how do, how do you sort of sum up that situation? Yeah, I just um, don't think I was proactive enough of taking the salt, like getting sodium in. I didn't, I actually looked at the pack, the packet and the little salt tabs, they're only like 100 milligrams of sodium. Some, yeah. I, some reason I didn't think to look at how much it was. And I should have been having one or two of those every time I had a gel. Because I, I nailed my, my, um, like my gel strategy. I was taking them every half an hour, just like clockwork. Even if I didn't feel like I need them, I was just taking them. And I should have been having salt tabs with them. But for some reason, I just wasn't taking them. I think I had two before I cramped. And then I had two when I cramped. So like it was, I, the damage was already done. I think that and maybe just the combination of just, yeah, just fatigue and trying to run as hard as you can for three hours or just, just less than. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. You and Steve hit the wall, as you call it, it's almost the same distance yeah. in within the two events, the Gold Coast and then you at Melbourne and you've both experienced the same cramping situations. And he yeah. said the same thing. His arms are like his biceps <laughs> and his calf muscle just felt like it was going to explode. And, but he somehow rather got through it and got going again. Um, it's crazy because like in your training, you don't actually run 40 Ks at that pace. You do marathon efforts and stuff and, and no one knows how it's going to go on the day when you get, and it's only experience in the end in, in another, if you're still running when you're 35 and you know, that, that many more years down the track in eight years, you've got that experience to sort of know what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I definitely know that it was lack of sodium because I didn't cramp at Gold Coast and it was, yeah. it was definitely hotter. Yeah. Um, but I carried a bottle. I carried like a little Nathan handheld um, that my girlfriend passed to me. I think she passed it to me at halfway and I carried it for the, the second half marathon of, of the run. Yeah. Um, which it was annoying, but um, it was a great way to keep like my sodium up and I didn't cramp, but I flew to Melbourne and ran the race by myself. Yeah. So I didn't have like support. Um, yeah, so, it makes yeah. a difference, eh? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it was my biggest lesson learned, definitely. Do you reckon, Carrie, I've seen you carry the bottle too. I think um, you run with Peter Lewis two years ago and he said you got to get it into you early and make sure you have it. Instead of having the cups at any of the stations and stuff to carry the water bottle, you can actually get it into you. You're not spilling any. So whatever you are carrying in your bottle, you reckon that's a that's a key for everyone out there that wants to sort of run that distance? I know you said from halfway, but then you get all that into you, you know, from halfway through to the end, another 20Ks of running where you're not missing any sort of fluids. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, yeah, if you can deal with carrying it. Yeah. Definitely helps having support, like where they can hand it to you later in the race or, you know, 10K in. So you're not just carrying it and not really needing it for the first five or 10 Ks, you just grab it from them and then maybe hand it off. Or if you don't care about maybe throwing it. Yeah. I think it's definitely beneficial. You like, can make them super, super potent. Like you can put heaps of salt in them. You can even put carbs. I think I'd put a mixture of so, like sodium and carbs, like carb mix in, in mine for, for the Gold Coast. Like you got a few um, sponsorships. Like well, who's that uh, nutrition company that's been giving you all the gels and that? Oh, aid station. Aid station. That's right. Yeah. 
what um because they've given you loads of like sort of different cramp fix things and mm. what do you reckon out of the bunch that they've given you has been the best so far those those cramp fixes are honestly like lava going down your throat have you had one of those yeah yeah oh yeah. my gosh i had one of those um on my first marathon the gold coast they hand them out like at 35k or something and i thought it was a gel or i actually didn't even know what it was i barely even had a gel before and oh it was it, i spilled half of it on in my eyes and then because i ripped it open i wore half of it and then oh it was like lava so I'd, i'll stick away from those they've given me the pickle shots like the pickle juice shots yeah and um but i i can't really say like it stopped me from cramping or or what i haven't really kind of used it around training very strategically i've kind of handed it to the boys at run club and tried to stitch them up with it yeah tell them it tastes awesome it, it tastes exactly what you think it tastes like yeah yeah we should um talk about your like you've got a little run club that you've set up up at burpengary it's up is it up there athletics you put you put the um on your Strava, you put up there. And I'm like, that's the, that's the, um, like the athletics apparel store in Melbourne. <laughs> it's just up running club. Oh, yeah. It's, um, oh, like shit. up track club. Oh, I'll yeah. that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad about that. No, no stress. Yeah. Don't stress. <laughs> yeah. But man, I've done a session up there with the boys and they've got like, they train it. Well, do you, do you always train at that AFL ground? Yeah. It's just a wicked place to train. There's no one around. They've got like a huge sound system, just pumping out tunes. Yeah perfect sort of like loop around this uh afl grounds should give the boys a shout there because you've got some actual guys that are really coming through eh? like improving all the time getting quicker oh yeah heaps of the boys heaps of the boys actually signed up for noosa so it'd be good to see them have a good crack the they all signed up for gc25 which yeah that was a bit of a rough day so they ran well people ran well but it was not like a pb day so it'll be interesting to see what what they can do with a good training block. But they they're all weapons. They're all like 22, 21, 22, 23. So I just feel like I feel like the old man. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near. <laughs> uh, except for when Steve comes. Yeah, when I'm there, they're all right. They do the yeah. stretching at the start and I, I'm like, I can hardly bend. They're all <laughs> like like putting their heads on their knees and that. And I'm like, yeah, they're classic though. They're with the big sounds, it's a ridiculous speaker. Like you can hear it across the, the other side of the AFL field, just pumping drum and bass. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh mate, LSKD. I mean, we did the group run group we did the group run run. Fuck. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I'll leave that in. At the LSKD group run that we did on Sunday, you organized that through uh with Taz and the Brighton Early guys. Yeah. But how did you get your partnership with LSKD? Um, well, I'm good friends with Tommy Newell, who's one of their athletes. Um, and I was sort of hanging out with him and doing some, like going for runs with him and stuff. And then he said, why don't you come along to this LSKD group run? They do, um, they were doing 23 Ks for 2023 on New Year's Day in the Gold Coast. Um, and then, well, long story short, he ended up, bailing on me and I was like oh I'm still gonna go and I just kind of went by myself and introduced myself to all the LSKD guys and ran the 23ks um and I think I just like made a good impression and was just that bloke running with a smile and I was at the front of the pack and I think when me and this um 
the bloke Kirby, we ended up kind of sending it, um, running like four twenties just because we can. And then, um, yeah, they, they were looking for, well, they were thinking of people to be like LSKD athlete, like runners. And then one of them was like, Oh, what about that? That bloke that with the big smile from the new year's day. And then Mm -hmm. they sent me a message and it kind of, yeah, just grew from that. Man, like we were talking about this on the weekend. I reckon that um, LSKD is so smart because they've recognized that there's like a huge boom in like community running and mm-hmm. they've they've got like actual cool gear to train and run in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like run a lot of running gears, like so old school and traditional, like they've actually sort of. Yeah, like bought- fluoro and just like very well pat- like patterned and stuff. I think like the just the basics look look good i think the thing they need to incorporate is like somewhere to store like one or two gels khakis things like that just general purpose sort of pants because as soon as you sort of go over like a distance you require these things in in general training anyway but you Mm. don't have to have them but just to be able to carry even just a 200 mil flask or a 150 mil flask of water and um your khaki so when you get back you got them on you ready to go yeah 100 um, like um they've got some they've definitely got stuff to cater for that yeah, yeah. their new running stuff they've got these really good running shorts that are like they've got liners in them yeah i just go commando in those comfy hours and they've got side pockets that can fit a phone you can fit a flask in them um and then your keys and and everything like that so yeah good yeah and then look look a bit more um sort of based it sort of our sort of age as well. It doesn't have to be the young people either that were them. Well, so I had a look on the weekend, sort of pretty neat sort of colours. And the and the fit of the singlets looks pretty cool too. Yeah. 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 It, it looks really good on a runner. Yeah. 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 Mate, Tommy Newell, I'm a big fan of his um YouTube channel too. Yeah, he's Jeez, a weapon. He's in gotta be like one of the fittest guys around. Like I I'd I don't know what his body fat percentage would be, but it is like low constantly. Hey, Zero. Like he's ripped, ripped to shreds. Yeah. He's, he's easily my most disciplined friend, like the most disciplined person I know. He's yeah. He definitely puts in the work. He's never like, doesn't eat bad food. He's just keeps to himself. Doesn't go out. Doesn't do all that sort of stuff. Just lives and breathes his training and his health and routine and, and everything. And it shows. Yeah. Man, the diet is just so, like, it's such an important thing. Well, just for your health in general, but especially being an athlete, you've got to, like, fuel with decent food. And I reckon, like, runners get that wrong a lot of the time. Like, I listen to a lot of the elite running podcasts, and some of our, like, elite marathoners just eat just rubbish. Oh. Because they're just trying to get the food, the calories in. But, you know. Yeah. I'm not a fan of like just calories in calories out. Like you've got to have, like, it's got to be nutritious, mm. you know, it's got to be like, yeah, it's got to be dense in, in nutritious. Do you do any of that sort of stuff with your clients at the gym? Like, do you do anything nutrition related? No, nah, not so much, to be honest. I'm, I'm more just run, run group classes, show them how to do exercises and tweak form and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cool. From a running community perspective, I think there's got to be more things like that. Um, LSKD, LSKD run series, like on the weekend, 
um, just get word of mouth out to local events and and show up. I think I think if everyone knows it's going to be like that, they'll go to where whatever distance to go to wherever to run it. You know, it doesn't have to be Brighton. It could be in the Brisbane city on on the River Loop or something or anywhere yeah. anywhere really. Yeah, well they they um were doing the run series, so there's oh they would have done about maybe 10, 10 to fifteen yep. in January, just all over. So in Brizzy awesome. and all the different cities and in Oz and yeah, it's great. But there would have been I at a guess I reckon about 120 people, I reckon. And I reckon about probably eighty percent of them run. There were a few walkers and people pushing pram at the back, but they still went out and did something, you know. That's the whole idea of it, I guess. So you got your sponsor and, and you got some pretty impressive PBs this year. So what's next for you um, this year? Come 2024, what's what's happening this year with you? Um, I'm about to go into prep for Noosa. Going to do Noosa Marathon. Yep. Oh, um, the full. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing that with my mate, um, Tomo, Matt Tomlinson. Um, and we, we're going for sub 245. Wow. Awesome. Oh, man, I'll be able to jump in some of your sessions with you. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we'll be doing Sunday longies for sure. So Matt, I met Matt, I think that's probably like the second time I met him on the weekend, but he went and did a, like he's like not a middle distance runner, Steve, but he went and did a like a middle distance running camp with like a load of young young fellas in, uh, it was, uh, was it Cosy Oscar? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying, oh man, he was just brutal. Oh, sessions. Oh, the the... Um, like just at altitude as well. Yeah, and the kids were like running, you know, <laughs> sub three minute k's, and he's just hanging on for dear life. And yeah, pretty cool experience. So and good on him for ha- getting out there and having a go. Like, would have been easy to say, ah, oh, nah, not gonna bother. Well, yeah, well, he's had a similar like running journey to me. He's he's sim- started a similar time to what to me, and he literally runs with like he'll get a PB, and then I'll get the PB and then it'll be him next. Like we just go, we just go back and forth. I think his, his 5k PB is like one second on me. Cause I messaged him after I finished that park run. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> he was smug, but as you would be. Yeah. If you do another park run this year, it'd have to be speed week when the bird squad throw that one at Sandgate where you just put your first park run down, go there with over, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's around the 1830. There's like under over, 200 people that finish under 18 minutes 30 on the day um and you get yourself along yeah and you get yourself into a group like steve did this year and pb it and you'd probably be able to run a lot of that together i reckon but yeah if you do one again this year lock in that speed week we'll have to get in contact and send you the invite but i'm pretty sure they put it out to all the running groups anyway oh that'd be epic yeah i've run i've trained with bert the bert squad once yeah um it was like the tuesday after um the gc25 so i was a bit I was a bit beat up, but yeah, it's it great. I love training with them. It's it's just it feels it's good community, but also feels a bit cutthroat because everyone's just red hot. Everyone's yeah. running really quick. Yeah, um, there's a few all all the group. Steve's been running with the Bush Turkey Boys. They they sort of headline it out there and try to take on the Bert Squad. So it's a bit of a battle between the communities. Yeah, um, going around because Bert's a, Bert. They do a lot of out at Lota Raceway out at um. Where's that bloody Wynnum sort Wynnum, of Wynnum yeah. shoreline there? Yeah. That's not that far away, really. It's just sort of more of a coastal sort of um, challenge, really. Um, and on the weekend, the Morton Bay Roadrunners had their 10K time trial 
So they did a time trial within the club. So we had that big group run at quarter past six and they started their 10K time trial. So there would have been possibly close to 180 runners in total going backwards and forwards there, plus the public as well. Oh, my God. It was pretty cool. It was good to see. So we all sort of passed each other going backwards and forwards on the way out and on the way back. And it was good to see everyone still having a bit of a chat and laughing and carrying on. So there's no, not, not too much pain going on. Did anyone give it a full send at that? I don't know. Did you see Arvi and um, Stephen Butcher and Liam? I know um, Dara King did. Yeah, I think Dara King might have got um, pretty close to a PB there. I think it was like 38 minutes or something. Oh, shit. Good on him. I don't know, 38 or 37. But I know he did the the last four Ks all under three fifty a kilometer. So he just give it a good give it a good hack at the end there. Try to chase down a few because I know Stephen Butcher was in front of him at one stage in Arby. So I'm pretty sure he might have passed all them. He might have even got first place. I don't know. Good on you. Oh, awesome. So you got Noosa coming up. Nothing else planned after that. Speed week. Speed week. <laughs> oh yeah, speed, speed week. Um, me and Tomo, the bloke I'm running Noosa with. We're going to do the GC double. Oh, nice. As a bit of more of a, a fun weekend rather than a ruin our bodies full send. I mean, yeah. we say that, but yeah, that's gonna happen. once the gun goes, you, you get a bit stupid. But, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. We're actually we're trying to pace, become paces. But, yeah, there's a few more hoops to jump through than I thought there would be. So, um, And it's sold out, so I'm glad I bought my ticket. I didn't wait to possibly get a pacer gig. Um, they said they weren't announcing who the paces were for like a month or two or two months. So I was like, oh, well, I can't wait for that. And I bought my ticket and literally the next day, um, yeah, it sold out. Yeah. Man, imagine if you can do like, say, like say 128 on the, in the half and then the next day back up with a sub three. Oh, that'd, that'd be impressive. Eh? What I wonder what the, um, the best time for a GC double is. I bet you it's rapid. Yeah, last year it was um, Dave. Shit, we had him on the podcast. Um, oh shit, it will come to me. But he did the double, and he did like sixty nine minutes for the half, and then two twenty oh for the God. full. Yeah. Actually, I think I saw that. Dave Ridley. There you go, Dave. That's your time to beat this year, mate. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. not. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's doable. Yeah, so it's pretty good. What's that? <laughs> Half an hour on the PB. Well, twenty five <laughs> afternoon, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I had a chat to Dave for like 45 minutes the week of the Gold Coast. And, uh, man, if you want to go back and find that episode, Jeezy had some great advice for um, how to, like, strategize for the marathon. I remember when we were doing the Zoom chat, talking to him, it was making me nervous when he started speaking about how to, like, execute your plan and what to think when it starts hurting and all that. And I was like, oh, man. Got to yeah. go to the toilet. More to think about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he was like saying, pretty much saying, you've just got to um, like switch off for the first half, get comfortable, try and forget that you're even running. And then once you hit halfway, he said, tell yourself, let's execute this thing. And then he was like saying, em embrace the pain that's going to come and just accept it. Like a real, that's how he, that's how he deals with it. Real good way of... Um, Doing it. I said that to Matilda. You you have to understand that because she's doing Gold Coast Marathon for the first time, Gold Coast. I said you have to understand at some point it's really going to start to hurt and it'll probably be about the 30k mark, um, if not sooner. 
and just wait it's going to come and you just got to just deal with it and just, just keep going um yeah just think about that finish line but yeah i think um well for some people like kipton said the last one he didn't it didn't no none of it hurt did it what do you want two oh whatever 201 whatever said none of it hurt i'm like <laughs> that's possible buddy gotta be lying um, surely yeah do, do any of the other majors do the the double runs with the third medal the same as gold coast or is it just a one-off thing in australia no i don't think so because melbourne um the half is on the same day same day some yeah are, same as yeah. goldie same, same as sorry, sunny coast sydney's the same um, yeah it's just a one-off on the same day and brizzy as well yeah oh, yeah true so yeah, nowhere Brisbane, else. Brisbane Marathon's never really won in like a super quick time. No, it's too it's hilly. Understandable because it's pretty hilly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a good half. I like it. But yeah, that there's a hill um, at a, the twentieth k. It's like when you come up from Felons, you go up. Yeah, by the story to the town gardens down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a bit rough. I'm a little it's bit busy as well, isn't it? The I've half because yeah. the, the the falls running, and then you got the ten k runners as well. So it's uh, it's pretty chockers until you get onto your second lap, and then you know that you're the only one out there. Yeah, from a local sort of perspective, they reckon that the everyone that I've sort of spoke to over last year's events, they reckon the Sunny Coast half is probably the best one um, as a local half marathon. So you're not doing laps as such, um, like Noosa. And it's not as such an out and back. It's a little bit of an out and back and then a little bit of a detour to, to go to the end, different to the full marathon. Does that make sense? It's just so. the hill, isn't it? That's the only issue is that, that hill. Mm, it's, a, it's early though. Like you go up Alex Hill yeah. and then, there's actually some, some more hills after it that are kind yeah. of subtle, but they sting you. Yeah. Is it and the way it's delivered? Like do you get the hills at the beginning or is it at the end? Yeah, it's no right away. In like right away, so once they're away, it's a um, Alex Alex Hill, and then yep. you sort of go down that that car park. You kind of kind of where the Steve Irwin is. Yeah, you're down there, and then you go back up out of that, and yeah, kind of go out towards um, like the highway, do a Yui, then you come back and go down Alex Heads, and I think oh that would be ten almost ten k. Or something. Yeah, I think it's about six k where you, where you come back over that hill again. Oh, yeah. So you sort of go out to like you kind of head out the back. You head towards Kawana, yeah, Malulabar, Kawana, aren't you? Where the bridge is, but then you do a Yui and then come back. It's so good though because when you sort of get in that out that sort of back area, you get to see the leaders go past, and it's. By that, by that stage, they're in like, you know, they're properly, the sun's up and you can see them properly and they're moving and it's just, yeah, it's good to see. This year when I did it, I was like already struggling. <laughs> I was thinking, shit, man, I'm hurting here. Oh, I was deep in it before I got back to Alex. Yeah. I was yeah. I was trying to hold um, 345s, I think, and that was when Tommy left me because I was struggling and I was thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to hold this within – yeah, I don't know. Somehow you just end up doing it. Yeah. Once you get over that hill for the same time, it's not so bad. Get out on the flat again. It's quite an enjoyable course, but it's just, it's like any half, like you get to about 16K and it's, oh man, it's you're in pain. Yeah. Well, I actually discovered my secret weapon with the caffeine gel at 16K. And then I just had a second life. And then I was running, I was running close to 330s. 
for the last like four k. That's the way to run a half marathon if oh, you can. I don't know how. Yeah, I did a similar thing, but I was slower because I was I slowed down to find Matilda to give her the water bottle. And oh, I nearly yeah. ran in front of someone coming the other way to give her the water bottle, and then I just peeked it, and I was like doing four oh fives about the last. <laughs> That's this, and then, uh, and then I was like four oh fives, I think, for the for the last five k. Just to rinse myself. But, uh, once you're like, once you're in that zone, you're like, oh shit, I, I think I can hold this. You just just roll with it. Because people, I was going past people, and they were like going, "Yeah, go, man, go!" And it was almost like I was like, "But I'd actually taken it a bit easier trying to find two. I was in, I was around four twenty fives or four thirties or something. And then I, I think that did me well because it gave me just like that little bit of rest mm. to be able to hit it, hit it again hard. So um, I, I missed going under one uh, one thirty. But um, I still had a pretty good spot of it, and it was good to be able to finish that fast. Um, but that was a that was a big jump for you, wasn't it, to get to that? Like... I'd never run a half. I, well, I had run a half. I had, I had pneumonia when I did the, in two thousand twelve when I did the uh, twilight half, and then I paced at the Noosa half. So this was the first time in like th- eleven years I'd actually gone for a real fast time. So to get to one thirty two was was pretty i was thinking anything under 135 i'd be happy with so how many weeks you got to a noosa um i think maybe 18 17 weeks yeah yeah so it will be it'll be cooling down yeah by that point i think i'm going to do a 16 week block when is it do you know the date i think it's the week before gc30 so yeah i think it's may 25th yeah yeah yeah, 25th. It's on a Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 17th GC30, and then the following Saturday is, yeah. Are any of you guys off. doing GC30? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I did it last year, first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually quite enjoyable. It sort of feels like you're off-road a little bit more than half and half. I don't know why. Um, But yeah, I actually enjoyed it, yeah. I was yeah, trying to hang on to the two-hour fifteen pacer. I end up missing yeah. by one minute exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My first ever race actually was a GC thirty. Really? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I was trying to get five-minute pace. Yeah. And I, I think I just got it, but it was yeah, it was rough. I was wearing like brand new white Alpha Flies, and yep. then I didn't realize it was trail. Yeah. And I was running in the bush in the sand, and I was like. <laughs> going up and then yeah. you go to this bridge and yeah. i'm like i'm not a tall bloke but it was annoying yeah. to me i can only imagine what it was like for a regular person yeah yeah <laughs> i'm i'm six five and i had a duck no. and crawled, yeah. I, had, I had someone there yelling <laughs> duck duck and i'm like no shit i can see it you know like it's not as though i can't see that but um it's almost yeah. better jumping over it <laughs> no, I, I think there's a, I don't know, EDE is different because the dunes changed, but there was a really big pile of soft sand under there. So it made it even worse because you're trying to keep your footing. Oh. You know what I mean? Because like you're running in, your whole shoe's sinking in. And then at the same time, sort of trying to watch your head. And it was two, it's not just one duck. It's like a duck under one pipe and a duck under the next pipe. But um, I'm definitely going back. I wore alphas there too. And my whole, I had no idea of what pace to run. Sort of had a bit of a chat about it briefly on the podcast weeks prior to it. Um, and I thought, oh, at the start, I seen the pacer for two hours, 15, I thought four thirty, I should be able to hold that. 
and in the end, my average pace is 4.32. So I missed it by 30 oh. Ks at, you know, two seconds a kilometre, really. So mm. I missed out by one minute just by holding it. It's, it's pretty, it's kind of held on to the pace guy. And then at 5K to go, he sort of run past me. He goes, keep going, mate. It's only a park run left to go. I'm like, this ain't going to be any sort of standard park run because I've already done one loop at that finish line. And when we head down towards the spit, it was just like gale force wind blowing at you and you had to run right down the end and turn around to come back to the finish. It was hectic. Oh, I ran the wrong way when I ran it. Did you? I, I didn't do the... Oh, I ran the first lap and then I think you meant to go to the spit again and I I just kept going straight and I was running on my own. I was like, where is everybody? <laughs> and I did like a full another lap just by myself. Oh, really? And then I got back to the, like, to the finish and I, was, I still had like three or four K to go. And I was like, they were just like, oh, just go to the go to the spit and come back. And yeah, I did. And yeah. I like, I stopped running and chatted to this person and trying to get going again was, oh, it's horrible. That that happened to a few people. I reckon they just weren't telling you to, where to go properly. Oh, yeah. No, we've all been there. I was just a bit, yeah. Because <laughs> Glenn got DQ'd for that on the same year. Went wrong. Uh, and then Must have been a load of people. Must have been the yeah. same. The right balls up then. He missed like, apparently there's like, you go under something and there's arrows to tell you like, you know, second lap this way. Oh, there were so many different gates. Yeah. Like so many gates and there was different colors. And usually there's like a, there was like one lady there telling people where to go. And if you, and there's like hundreds of people running. It's, it's a weird one because it's 30K. It's not sort of any sort of distance that the other events have. So they had a 30K, they had a 15K, which is one loop. And then they had a 10K in amongst all that as well. People doing a shorter loop of the same thing. Oh. So you're sort of running and you have people just coming in from a different way. And and then you have all these other people, like a faster pace group that are only doing the 15K catch you because they start after. So the 30K starts first and then they start filing all the other groups in afterwards. So it sort of gets a bit hectic. And if you you weren't really watching where you're going, you could have followed the wrong people through the, through like the gates. I know, I know what you're saying, Dave. Like there's, there's the 30K loop, so you've got to pass through twice or pass through and then go on your second lap. And then there's the 15K finishes and then there's a the 10K finish. So if you just sort of weren't on the ball the first loop and just following everyone, not really taking any notice, I could understand fully how totally get the next loop missed or go the wrong way at some stage and you're done. So, but yeah, it's one of those distances. I'm just going to have another crack at it and see what it's like for a second go. I don't know if I don't enjoy it, I won't do it again, but. It's a weird one to pace because the same with the GT25 because you you kind of want to go out at half marathon pace, but you're going to blow up. Mm. So it's it's a hard one to pace because yeah it's it's like faster than marathon pace it's it's like in that that middle ground that thirty k yeah and then this year but, the extreme heat just destroyed everyone oh but but for you though um, Sparling the uh, it's at the right time to be a good training run for Gold Coast Marathon for you oh definitely yeah so I definitely use that as a training block yeah for them, so. What's that six weeks out from Goldie? Six, yeah, six weeks. Yeah, yeah that'd be like your Sunday long run. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um I've missed the I've done the guzzler the last few years and wasn't game enough to do the Gold Coast Marathon in case I strained something or did something stupid just to destroy all the, the trail training that went into the fifty K. So but this year I'm not doing the guzzler. I achieved what I wanted to do last year in twenty three, I think. And it was an hour and six minutes P B on the year before. So this year I'm just going to give the 
Gold Coast Marathon a bit of a go and got in early enough to like you, Dave, and got my tickets. Yep. What's the goal? Goal time? I think I think three hours twenty would be achievable. I think going yep. off what I, I can run, but anything quicker. Yeah, you would do it. Bloody awesome! Oh, well, we're running it together, mate. Because yeah. I reckon I'll. Um, I don't think I'll be going too much faster than that. Uh, Being amongst the mix, there'll, there'll be a few people that that run. Um, that I see out and about that run very similar pace anyway. So, oh, they'll always. Is, that, is Daniel O'Hara doing it again? I think so. He got three seventeen this year. I think three, six, 16, 317, 16, Yeah, so like he'd be, he'd be in the mix. But yeah, what's coming up for you, Dave? Oh, uh, Noosa, Noosa Fall, and then GC Double, um, and then finish the year with Melbourne again. Yeah, nice. that's a solid year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll and I'll sprinkle in some halves as well. So I'll probably do Sunny Coast half again. Yeah. To be beaten by Woolly. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. The oh, rate you're improving. Oh, but mate, your PV is I've I've scrolled down your Instagram. Yeah. I've seen that park run, that sixteen ten or whatever it was. It was a s I've done a sixteen thirty eight at North Lakes, but that was on the old course. So that's a park run PV, but it's a bit short. So nah, we'll take it. But, mate, that was just one of them days where I turned up and I was like, I'm going to hurt today. And there's no, like, my every time it started hurting, I just told myself to shut up. And, you know, just just one of them days where it just everything went good. Yeah. And had a blinder. Sorry, I was just going to say before, Steve, like, this would be the first time you've done a decent race with yeah. where you're going to have uninterrupted training. You're not, because Steve's yeah. on the... Uh, on a long service leave from work. So he's got like six months off. So yeah. he'll be, you can like train, like a train and recover like a pro. I reckon yeah. he'll go. You're surprised. Cause he used to do, he's a, a baker. So he's working at night, <laughs> sleeping day. I've and never so, done day shift day. Uh, he's fuck. The guy done, since I left school, I'm 47, <laughs> I'm 48 this year. Since I left school, I did 31 years of night shift. Oh my gosh. And and none of them have been other than my day off, because in most weeks I did six day weeks, so I had one day off. Um I did a split sleep, so I'd split it three hours here, three hours before my shift. I've never done like a full some Fridays, most Fridays I did, because I like stay awake with my wife because she was off, but and then I go to bed from two and get up at, you know, eight o'clock to go to work. So but yeah, I I'm enjoying it. I had a bit of sleep in today and went for a ride for an hour. And then just oh. before when you said I oh, would we'll do the podcast at four, I went, oh, I'm going to have for a run at three o'clock just for 45 minutes. And then I got back and went, holy shit, how am I going to bloody cool down in time to do this? Because I just thought I was going to be sitting here just dripping. But um, you said 4.30, so give me a, an extra 10 minutes in front of the big fan, just sitting there and just cool down. You not got a pool? I got a spa. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's set at like 32 or something, so it's still cool. Do you know what? I was so hot yesterday afternoon. It, it was – I just was like – and I wasn't feeling great. Um, My blood sugar got really high. I was laying on my bed with the fan. I was like – I was sweating. And do you know I went, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit in the ice bath. And it was great. It just put, it just caught, I sat in there for about five minutes. It just cooled me right down, took all the heat out of me. I was like – Oh, I just I came around and felt good then. And I hadn't, didn't put any ice in it. I just left the water that was in it and just jumped jumped in it. So whatever temperature was that was just enough to cool me down. The boys are always joking about how many Ks I'm going to run each week now that I'm on holidays. And I think um, without even trying, I think you and I did about the same last week, Steve. I think you got 94K and I got 93 and a half or something. And it was just, 
Yeah. yeah, just just doing just running here and there. I thought Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just did 10Ks and I thought that's pretty cool. And then I did a double run. I know I did it on Thursday. I did like 15 and a half out to, at Boondle Wetlands out to Nudgee and back. Um, it, th- it seems like every day I run, I run, run through puddles though. <laughs> and it's like so humid. You can't avoid the rain, eh? It's just how it is. Mate, since I bought that, you know, they said, oh, it's, we're going to have a drought. I bought a water tank to go out the front here, 3,000 litres. Since I bought that, it has not stopped raining. That's so I'm what myself. You, what sort of ice bath have you got? It's one of them, isn't it? Like what? a big water container, your ice bath. No, no, no. Mine's um, mine's actually one of those, like, ones. Ones. Oh, yeah. you've got one of those yeah. inflatable ones, eh? But okay. it's, um, well, it's got, it's got the metal stands and the top inflates. But because it's black, when the sun comes up in the morning, it hits it on the front veranda. And um, it heats the water up. up a bit, yeah. yeah. So it's not completely hidden away um, from the sun, but um, like it does the job. I made yeah, it. It cools you down. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's not working at the moment. But it, I bought a chest freezer off Facebook and then just siliconed the edges up, filled it up with water, turned it on. Don't get electrocuted. <laughs> no, nah, man. Did a good job on it, I think. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you just filled up with water. I bought a, um, like a little filter that you would put in a fish tank just to keep the water moving. So it doesn't go stale. Um, and then, yeah, you just, I just would leave it on overnight and it'll be cold as in the morning. It'd be like four degrees. And then, then you just, can unplug it. So then, you don't, don't electrocute yourself. Oh, I, yeah. I turn it off when I go to use it for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you, but, what do, you do to recover other than that? So so you've done um, some pretty high volume weeks. You'd have to recover for the next day, whether it be a recovery run or whatever. You still did a bit of cross training or what's, how do you work? Um, I just do like, yeah, recovery runs. And I was doing the ice baths, but my dog, Chili, um, chewed the cord. <laughs> so it's out of action. But um, yeah, I would just do that foam rolling and just, I'd, I'd eat pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I'd just, I'm always like feeling my body with good stuff and trying to get yeah. good sleep really yeah and i was thinking um with your training block if you can get a good solid like 14 weeks of just uninterrupted training no injuries like if you can stay injury free yeah it'd be like the first time in your life like you'll run you'll run bloody great yeah i agree i reckon you'll knock it out the park i'm gonna get 310 or something yeah Yeah. if you can stay injury free i think that's just the the number one way to get better is just you look after yourself enough to stay uninjured yeah and you sleep better now like are, yeah. you, are you into like the day i'm, I'm struggling with sleep because normally um during the middle of the day i'll sleep and so i get to about 12 o'clock one o'clock or something i'm sitting there i'm just going oh, i'll start nodding off and your, just go and do something. Circadian, your circadian rhythm is probably out what you could do is go to the pharmacy and now i don't think you need a script for it you can get some it's called sarcodin and you take it about an hour before you, you want to go to bed at night. I'm, ho- I'm hoping a natural oh, body clock will kick really in. <laughs> and it, it just ha- and it just helps your body clock um re- just reset your body clock. It's, it's I've used it, it's really good. But I like yeah. struggle to stay awake past 7 30, 8 o'clock at night. I just <laughs> go to bed then. It's not the worst thing. No, yeah. I just go to bed. And the other problem with that is because I always had such short, short sleeps. As soon as I wake up, I'm I'm awake. I can't go back to sleep. So yeah, it is. Bit annoying at the moment, but it's something I'm getting used to. It's only been three weeks, so mm. um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, really good. Sick. Oh man, thanks heaps for coming over, Dave. I'll put your um 
YouTube and socials in the description. So subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's, um, yeah, it's really good. Like you're like one of them guys. that's just like really good, really good at making all the running content. And, um, you put all your like workouts up on uh, YouTube and I was saying the other day, I'll have to bring the drone up, get some uh, drone footage of you. That'll look good in your videos, but yeah, check out his, uh, YouTube videos. They're always, um, they're good. Sometimes quite funny too. Like the, I like the, uh, the Gold Coast 25 one where you were like struggling and, and everyone was like collapsing on the course and then it flicked over to the chicks and they were like wandering around the shops in the aircon. Yeah. That just, it was just how it ended up working. It was just, it was pretty funny. Like I was flicking through the, the footage on the, on the camera and yeah, it was, it was hilarious. The girls were having the time of their life going through the village. You were all dying. Yeah. Like Tomo, who I was running with literally vomited while he was running behind me. I got it on, on the GoPro. it's tough times yeah it was yeah it was hot it was a it was a war zone out there but yeah it was it was good yeah anyway cool that was a good talk yeah thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it thanks for coming on that was a good rap you gave me that was that was nice thank you man it's good it's like um yeah like you were so you like you're like pretty good talker you're on camera a fair bit so you're like pretty relaxed but sometimes people get a bit nervous when we have them on even people you wouldn't imagine they eh? like big like not big stars but you know people you just wouldn't imagine to get nervous that you can see they're a little bit nervous so you did really well man oh thanks man yeah well we've <laughs> we've been on a few long runs together yeah yeah um well we did 90 minutes yesterday morning at 4 a.m I, I once the group run started i just I did, I couldn't even see you because we went out and back and I didn't see you on the way back. Did you? Oh, I was running with um my girlfriend. We did 5K. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. You would have turned around before. That was a good, that was a good turnout yesterday, wasn't it? For, yeah. um, I don't know if we mentioned the yeah, uh, yeah. bright and early LSKD um, run, mm. but it's just, I think it's really good what uh, bright and early are doing. It's, um, you know, it's a non-judgmental um, sort of, group just trying to get uh people together a community to people to run no fear of uh you know judgment or anything like that um and um you know everyone's just friendly and come along it's free um enjoy just running with other people and uh, we have to remember we all start somewhere we're all um no one's a speed demon from the uh, first time they lace up the shoes and um yeah just really good community you can feel and for women as well they can feel safe to come along uh in that environment and not feel like they're being judged or anything yeah there's almost more women there than there was yeah yeah Yeah. and we've always said it on here that sort of running is is like a new revolution isn't it it's like i think covid really kicked it off that so many people have have taken it up and what was a joel saying that uh the biggest the, the gold coast was it gold coast or sydney marathon the Didn't biggest it? majority of people was 21 to 26 year olds. Hmm. Oh. Like just absolutely phenomenal that so many youngsters are getting um, into it. So let's hope they don't all need knee and hip replacements in 30 years time um, because of it. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it's great. And Brighton and Ellie are doing a great thing. You can just come along and run with like-minded people and nice view of the ocean and coffee afterwards. Taz has got a good thing going. He's 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 epic. I met pretty much many. Oh, he's a legend. He's 
he's fit as well, isn't he? I mean, like, um, there's nothing to him, but man, he can do an Ironman and um, he's pretty fast. Well, Steve, you mm-hmm. know, Steve had some good races against him, but um, yeah, man, yeah. and like, he's a real nice guy and yeah, and he's like super dedicated. I think he'd done like 15 hours of training yesterday, like for his week. Yeah. Like bike swimming and running. Like it's crazy. Yeah. He goes for like a one K just goes for a one K swim and then you go for a run and then casually go for a 96 K out on the bike. Um, afterwards I was looking at some of his, some of his Strava, but, um, he thinks I'm not watching, but I am. <laughs> He's built it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I mean, he did the, he did Kosciuszko in a uh, hundred in what? 14 hours or something. Yeah. Fuck, he's just flying. It skips yeah. over the map. He just does anything, eh? Like any yeah. crazy events jumps in. I'm not trying to rub it in or anything, but if we're scoring on the for and against Steve Woolley versus Taz Savage, I think he's hit the lead. Yeah. Is it 2-1? Two, 2-1. One? Two, one. Yeah. Is it? Steve beat him. I don't know if you know, David. Oh, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve beat him in the bridge to Brisbane 10K, and then Taz got him on the track 5K. And then also got him in the 1.9k sprint at the Bush, Bush Turkey. What did you run at the 5k? Oh, I had an absolute shocker. Uh, 17.30, I think. Like, oh, terrible. That's hard on the track, though. It's but, hard on like, the track. But, I, yeah, I, terrible time. I was oh, considering yeah. dropping out. Every, every lap I went past the crew, I was thinking, just stop. Now I'll do one more lap. Just stop. Oh, How hot. many laps is it? 12 and a half. Twelve and a half laps, yeah. Oh, it's a long way around. It's it's monotony. Yeah, Especially speed. when you're like just struggling from the gun too. Like just felt terrible. But man, I was like, I nearly caught Taz at that um, bush turkey race. Yeah, catching him another fifty meters. I might have just got him. Hey, but- do you know what's um? I don't know what's coming up. Isn't it this weekend? Have we or do we miss it? With the the four by eight hundred relay. Oh, on shit. the track. I don't know. I'm going to have to look. I'll look it up and let us know, let you know. We were going to do that, weren't we? Four by 800 at, night at the uh, at QSAC. Mm. Do you yeah, remember? I might have missed that. That might have been yesterday. I don't know. It's either yesterday or next weekend. It's one or the other. We'll have a look. We should get a team in. We get Dave in. Yeah. They will smash, smash rounder. Uh, I've never done a race shorter than... 10k. I mean, apart, no, yeah, the 5k was a park run. Doesn't really count. You never raced on the track. Nah. Oh, we'll nah. Get him there. You'd be good over the 800 because yeah. you're super quick. Get me in some cloud spikes. Yeah. You just. Those. Yeah. Talking yeah. about cramping in the arms and everything uh, in the marathon, like that's that's what happens to me on the track when I'm. If it's an all-out sprint, just get lactic starts in the legs and then it just goes everywhere. You just like. Your body just starts melting. Yeah, that's where I feel it. I gas out my arms. I think it's good. I, just, I probably just carry too much weight, like on my upper body. But oh, geez, I burn out in my upper body. That's when I know I'm I'm pushing too hard on like an interval in a in a session. I know if I'm overreaching because I'll my arms will start to get heavy. Yeah, I can feel it. Oh, wicked. Should we wrap it up there? Let's yeah. wrap it. Sounds good. Good stuff. All right, we'll catch you next week. Got another guest next week. Um, stay tuned for that cool story. All right.
Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. See you, guys. See you later. Mine, 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 mine.